Hey guys, we are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget Robertson. I'm Amanda Sharp. And I'm Danielle Monahan. talk about having a work-life balance. We've talked about financial stuff in the past and we've talked about working a lot. So let's talk about work-life balance, how we do that. But first, how you guys doing? Doing good. Honestly, speaking of work-life balance, just got back from vacation. No, and I can like, you're like tan. You look good. Thank you so much. It's called sunburn. Oh, that wasn't super readable until you just did that. <laughs> yeah, this is, and this is like, um, good compared to Listen, I've had this, this conversation with you guys burnt compared to the chest area. Mm-hmm. Um, my face was it's, it's better now, but my chest and my shoulders, mm. um, not, not a great situation. Mm. My mom modes coming out. I talk to you guys about this all the time. Oh, I know it. Where's that SPF? I know, girl. And here's the thing. I was stupid because I thought I already got burnt once this summer. So now I've got a tan. So any so don't have the same skin. Robertson. I truly, truly thought. Get her. I truly thought I already got burnt once. And I mean burnt. So and that turned into a tan. So like I'm not gonna burn again. I got burnt again. Bad. Well, you think Uh, that you just get burnt once? I'm confused. <laughs> her, is, that, is that not, is that not, how, <laughs> that not how my skin works? I'll tell you. That. <laughs> yeah. Danielle's pale burn pale. Like pale, I mean, burn, pale. Repeat. Seriously, it there is no tanning. <laughs> this is so bad. We when I was growing up, we had a tanning bed in my basement. Huh. My mom oh. bought a tanning bed. Living had a tanning bed in my basement. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Don't do it. But I was maybe like one shade darker than I am right now. Why? What's the point? To be fair, in the early 2000s, being in a tanning bed is where it was at. Like, Mm -hmm. you weren't nothing if you didn't tan. Nope. I listen. I put it once and I could not like get past. (laughs) I feel like something happened. I do too. Um, I couldn't get past like the image of people like laying in the tanning beds naked. Why I did the stand ones. You don't have to touch anything. You just have to hold your hands up for 10 minutes straight. (laughs) Not me. I laid there bare naked. Didn't care. I didn't think I could hold mine up for like 10 seconds. Yeah, but when you're like 16, 17, I could do that crap all day. And feel the burn. Feel the burn. They had like a bar out there that you could grab and stuff, but I usually didn't because like you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just laid there. Didn't care. That's why when my... Do you remember the stickers that you wore in the tanning bed? So that I you didn't do that. It was like I the sure Playboy did. bunny and stuff that well, girls never, would do. I never did a Playboy bunny, but <laughs> I was like, go sit down. Like that's ridiculous. It's like yeah. how you like them dogs. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just no. have that at the ready. <laughs> and they did like the at the tanning salons, they would mm-hmm. have a roll of Playboy bunny hey, stickers. Yep. And you would so again, trashy. I promise you, I never did a Playboy bunny. But you would put it like on your stomach next yep. to your, your belly button or whatever. So that when you had a bathing suit on, everybody would know. Everyone would know. I haven't showed my midriff since 1995. I <laughs> never wore a bikini, except that time my dad told my mom that I shouldn't be wearing a bikini when I was like eight. So that's last time. Um, I wore one. 
there's what episode was that that you went into that in a little bit more detail was that the weight of it all it probably so. was okay. yeah yeah everybody is a bikini body I also don't wear them but this is what I hear on the streets <laughs> <laughs> this is what I hear on the streets you know and I want you know I like my TikToks but I've seen so many like amazing TikToks that be like I'm gonna wear it anyway. And they're like rocking these Love beautiful, it. fun, really flattering two-piece swimsuits. And I don't even want to call them plus size women because some of them aren't plus size no. and say yeah. that they are, but they look so beautiful because I just think that that looks more normal than somebody who is, you know, very, very thin, which some people are just naturally very, very thin. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely fine. But to me, I'm like, that's just so normal. That's a normal body. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, I, I struggle with self-confidence, especially in bathing suits and stuff like that. So I'm always trying to cover up as much as possible, but like you see the ones out there who are just like, I don't care. I don't care at all. And you're like, that person is fun. They are having a good time right now. They are living their life. And then I'm over here with like my which I also burn. So that we're coming full circle to that conversation, yeah. but I have like a wetsuit top. Oh, <laughs> so sure. Like, yeah. It's like the long sleeve high neck, Rash you know, <laughs> she's, so cute. she's so cute. I burn. You do I wore burn. it yesterday. We were outside. Fun. I have, it looks like a tennis outfit almost. Oh yeah. Like oh, okay. Okay. And like a halter top, but tank top. And, and I feel very comfortable in that. I feel like I can walk on the beach in that. And, and yeah, I'm jiggling a little bit, but that's okay. Like it's also like bouncing. So I'm like, is it the jiggle or is it the bounce? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody else cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. Nobody cares. Yeah. No one cares. cares. And I mean, shoot, I don't go bathing suit shopping. So like my bathing suit is literally probably 10 years old and four sizes ago. So there's that. The bathing suit that I I have a couple bathing suits. I don't go shopping for them often either, but the one that I still wear, (laughs) I wore when I was pregnant with Aaron. It's not, it's not a maternity bathing suit. I just, I squeezed my pregnant belly into it and I still wear it. There you go. I think pregnant, like people in bathing suits are adorable. Mm -hmm. It's the cutest thing ever. There's this girl I follow on YouTube who just did like this. She went on like a baby moon or something like that. I don't know. I didn't do anything like that, but she went to uh, Hawaii and she was so cute with her little bump and in the bikini and stuff like that. It was so adorable. I just think, I think pregnant bellies are adorbs, adorbs. So cute, especially in swimsuits. But what else is happening? Like, what's what? I can't say it, right? Like, what else? What's happening, guys? I was wondering what else was happening other than nothing. I love your background, Danielle. Thanks. I'm I'm changing it up. I'm sprucing it up a little bit. I'm still not like 100% vibing with it, but we'll see. We'll get there. What's up with the guitar in the background? Oh, I have mine and Brandon's back there. Super pumped about that. Need to bust those back out. You know, when you say bust those back out, like you mean, you know how to play? Nah, uh -uh, not real well. Um, Brandon does really well, uh, but I, I don't. Bridget, I was going to say, if like all of a sudden they like just have this like band, I'm going to go like, we don't even know her. <laughs> right. What? She's like, we're going to bust these out and get the band back together. Like what? <laughs> what? 
I can play a little bit of like a Metallica song and stuff like that, but just like a tiny, tiny little bit. You are adorable. That's fun. So maybe, maybe you can bless our audience with some reels on Instagram when you, I mean, some bad Bad songs. It's been, it's been a long time. So we'll, we'll get some practice in me and then we'll we'll work on that. Start a practice in. Yeah. (laughs) So work-life balance. Yeah. I don't have any. I'm a fan of it. I, I know you it, are. I take it very, very literally. <laughs> I feel like, I think we have a happy medium here. I think Danielle, you have practically none. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think mm-hmm. I, I lean more towards you, Danielle. I think. For sure you do. And then there's Amanda who is just like, <laughs> Party! which I'm so envious of. It comes back to your boundaries, Amanda. You have fantastic boundaries. People who know you and love you know that there are certain times in the day that are like off limits. This is either family time. This is me time. This is sleep time. Mm-hmm. None of that. Mm-mm. I'm working on it though. I'm working so hard and I have some stats for us and some ideas for us, but. Mm. So I feel like. Bridget, you just came out of a forced break because you went on your vacation Mm -hmm. and you did not have cell service essentially where you were staying. So you were kind of forced into having a little bit of a work-life balance that you were uncomfortable with. How did Mm -hmm. you fare through that vacation? I definitely worried about the fact that I didn't have service more than I would have liked. I definitely thought about it more than I would have liked, but at the end of the day, I really was able to enjoy myself. And there were, there were some emails and and texts that I received from people who knew that I was on vacation and I ignored them. Well, if they knew you were on vacation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then they reached out to the appropriate people and and got it figured out. Um, but then there were some people that I didn't ignore when I had the chance to, mm-hmm. to actually have service and answer, but all in all, nobody died. Nope. Nothing caught on fire. Nothing went unanswered and, um, nine out of 10 would recommend it. Nine out of 10. I like that. <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> I was like, what did she just say? And then <laughs> <laughs> okay Bridget is spunky today she is spunky today. <laughs> I mean you're always spunky but like, she's got her hair back it's, yeah I know. have this I have this new side part that I tried yesterday it's cute. but I'm digging it and I'm digging the hair in a ponytail mm-hmm. okay I dig it's it okay. so this is Bridget hair pulled back post vacation <laughs> yes yeah she's just she's here for the for the remarks I mean you're normally like witty but today like you've got some like some gems. I'm really digging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> digging it. All right. So, nine out of 10, you would recommend it. All right. I like it. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What is work-life balance to you? Like, what does it mean? How does it make you feel? What would it entail to have more of it? Or for Amanda, how do you have it? Like, what's, what does it mean to you? Cause I think it would mean something different to everybody, right? Oh, of course. Probably. For, for Amanda, I'd like to, yeah, I want you to go first. Amanda. So I guess my, my definition is, you know, 
finding a way to earn what you need to earn while not missing anything that you need to miss on a personal level. So do you feel like when you say earn what you need to earn, you personally Mm -hmm. are like, I don't need to do that extra three. I'm, I, I'm going to use just language in our business, but like, I don't need to do those extra three transactions that I would have lost by having less of a balance. Absolutely. Because I have everything I need. And you have to be like willing to lose money, making that decision on a daily basis for me that I'm going to have work-life balance. I am very aware that I'm losing money because of that. And that's okay because I have enough. And how do you do that? (laughs) How do you accept losing money? Right. Well, see, I never really had it to begin with. So it makes it a lot easier. (laughs) No, it's, it's because I just look at, okay, is Owen more than a paycheck? Is Owen Mm. worth more than a paycheck? And that's how I judge everything in this world. I put Owen here and then where does everything else stack up? And if that additional paycheck affects our family's lifestyle for the worse, because it makes me not be able to be as present or it makes me um, not as good or as patient of a mom or a wife because a client has spent me. There are some clients that are very, very, very difficult to work with. Yes. And I have been very blessed that I think there's that, I know know we talk in our business, it's kind of more lingo, but you have those consultations with people and you Mm -hmm. make sure you're a right fit for each other. And it's very obvious sometimes that you're not. And sometimes it's not, sometimes they sneak up on you. Sometimes it's like, you got to get to know them before they reveal the face underneath, you know? Well, and and sometimes, you know, right away that you shouldn't be accepting business and then you accept it. And then you're asking your friend, you're asking your friend to go and pull your sign out of the yard because you're afraid (laughs) to go over there. (laughs) We're not speaking from experience or anything, but you know, pleaser. We do, man. I'm pretty sure, like I've said that type of stuff, like from beginning, you, you get signs very quickly, very, very, very quickly. And I've been very intentional with, from day one on how I structured my business too, where I ideally work with family and friends who are like-minded as me. So that typically allows for a very, very, very nice work environment for me, Mm -hmm. hopefully them. You know, you do. And I, I only know that you do that because sometimes Danielle and I will come with horror stories and Amanda's like, I've never experienced that. <laughs> well, it's not even that. Sometimes you'll, you'll come up with these stories that are like literally the exact opposite of people that we're working with. I don't want to give any specific examples or no. anything, but like you, like you, almost to the extreme on the nice end. And like, I'm like, I've had how does that happen? counter and offer lower. That's exactly the story I was thinking of. Because exactly they just the story wanted right to bless the buyer because they were just grateful. Like what? what? And that's, and that's where I think when you have such intention to drive your business one direction and work mm-hmm. in a certain way, it allows for those type of opportunities. And is that every transaction? Absolutely not. But for the most part, my intentional like 
structure of my business has allowed for the work-life balance to come a lot more naturally than maybe somebody mm-hmm. who is working leads that they're buying online or they're just really, you know, prospecting in the normal ways where right. I kind of prospect to my, my sphere of people that I already know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's take, let's set our business aside. Cause ours is so weird. It is compared to like a traditional job. Um, Danielle, mm-hmm. if I'm working a traditional job and I'm allotted PTO or paid time off, yep. um, you have some stats there. I do. I do have some stats. So our, our people, so what we're, we're finding is that vacation time is being wasted completely. Okay. So let's hear it. I couldn't find anything specific for moms or women. I would be very okay. interested to see the differences between men and women, but I couldn't yeah. find anything about that. But I found out that about 73% of employers do pay their employees vacation time. So that's a pretty high amount. Fun fact, I've never had paid vacation <laughs> time in a career ever. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, <laughs> this is so ridiculous, 768 million days went unused of paid vacation time in the United States in 2018. Like unpaid, like unused and for unused, right. 768 million unused paid vacation time went completely unused. Wow. Yep. That equates to about $65.5 billion dollars. And I went back to 2018. I couldn't find anything for 2019, but the stats were really off for 2020. And I was like, 2020 was such a weird year with COVID and stuff like that. Vacation all year. (laughs) But so I went, I went back a little bit further and that was up 9% from 2017. That's insane. Insane. And a lot of, when I was reading these articles, a lot of them you have some jobs where if you don't use your, your paid vacation time, they'll like give you that money at the end of the year. I I can't, I should have wrote it down, but it was like 60 some percent of employees don't give you any money for unused vacation time. Yeah. I was very lucky at my old job where they would, they would pay it out at the end of the year. Um, And then they also were super generous with sick time too. If you didn't use all of your sick time, Mm within a year, it would roll over to the next year. So some people had like four weeks worth of sick time because they weren't using it because they were coming to work sick because, 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 you know, whatever. Um, I find at my, at my old job, um, if I had time off to use, I used every last drop of it. Um, it's, it's hard for me because I didn't have it. It's hard for me to think like, would I have used it? Would I not have? I've always been such like a workaholic kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I always let my like personal life and my social life just slide because of it. I probably use it as an excuse, like, let's be honest, but like, I, it's hard for me to, to say if I would actually have used it or not. Probably not. I, I would in my hardware days. <laughs> yeah. 
I had, I had actual vacation time and personal time and we were only allowed to carry over two weeks every single year. So mm-hmm. me, I, I liked having that two week buffer because you know, when you get really sick, sometimes like it takes a week or, or more to recover. Sure. Right. So I always went into the following year with a two week reserve, which always gave me, you know, peace, but I did use up everything else because I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. and I needed the time off. Like for me, if I was getting paid, like I was going to do it and the doors stayed open. My absence did not stop the world from turning and you did yours last week, Bridget. And that's how I always think of things is like, well, I have to be here because if not, who, who else is going to do this? Who else is going to do the things that I do? That's like, just, you're not that special. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) somebody will do it. It's fine. Every, this is the thing. Everyone's replaceable. Everyone Mm -hmm. is replaceable. Who you're not replaceable to is your friend, family. family. And the years go quickly. And I mean, no one dies saying, I wish I would have spent more time at work. Right. I need to be better at this. So um, a Harvard study that was done in 20, I should have wrote that down too. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, It was like 2017, 2018, something like that. A Harvard study found that 97% of moms working or not, doesn't matter, feel guilty about their work-life balance. 97%. 97%. I don't know how they got that stat, but I mean, let's be honest, they're probably right. <laughs> well, to be fair, even though I feel like I really rock work-life balance, I still go, hmm, there's still days that I, I say- There's a level of guilt. Maybe maybe I should have been home a little more today. Hmm. And- okay, so let me, let me come at it from the flip side. Flip it, girl. Flip it. Because um, your-, your um, message to me was or to anyone like a paycheck's not more important than your child Mm -hmm. which absolutely it's not Mm -hmm. um but on the flip side especially with owen he's almost 15 right and i just get in his way and annoy him so (laughs) that that's kind of my question so now at this stage of life when you're saying like well maybe looking back maybe i should have spent that day home or maybe i shouldn't have gone out on that appointment because i could have been home but Mm -hmm. what would you have been doing at home Oh, and that's where, thankfully, like I have a new project. <laughs> right. Yeah, you do. But I'm just, I'm speaking specifically because that's more of a work project. I mean, I know it's fun. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is because I, I'm now have, I'm in that season as a lot of other mothers that now I need to find a way to keep me busy. So I don't suffocate my poor child. So my work balance is looking a little bit, it's, it's getting heavier in the work because my need to be at home just looks so different. Yeah. So different. And so for anyone listening, who's not there yet, that day will come that you're going to be having the same conversation that I'm having right now. It's going to be there. It's going to come. And faster than you think, because when I, when I first started in real estate, I can remember, um, Owen was the age of Aaron really. And, um, I can remember we went on a listing appointment together and you had said something like, yeah, I had to drop out Owen off with my sister so he could do his homework and blah, blah, blah. And now just a short amount of time later, in a blink of an eye, he doesn't need a a sitter. He can stay home. You can go to work. And in fact, like he now has a key to my office. So if he had to walk there, 
he could get in there. You know, I mean, it's just, so if I couldn't pick him up at school, like I normally do, like he's, there's even a backup plan. That's totally fine. So it's just such a weird, beautiful season, mm-hmm. really fun season to be in because I do celebrate his independence because I remember what it was like to be that age. And I just loved every ounce of independence that I got, but you know, it, it's, it's hard to like really digest that he's there, but it's so good at the same time. Makes me want to cry, but smile. Yeah. <sighs> Those yeah, stats though, are, are pretty remarkable. What Say is it again? Those stats are pretty remarkable though. It's, it's so crazy. So, okay. So this, in the same study with the 97% of moms feel guilty in that same study, um, they asked women or moms, what would help make you feel more balanced to have a better work-life balance? So um, 73% said that they want more me time. 49% said that they want time to plan healthier meals and eat healthier meals. Gosh, don't we say that all the time? (sighs) Mm -hmm. Hands down, I think those are my top two. Um, 36% said that they need to delegate more tasks specifically to their spouse, but just in general. Yeah. 31% that they wanted to get control of their finances. So Mm. you guys can listen to last week's, uh, podcast episode where we talked all about that. Mm -hmm. 30% said that they need less comparison from other people on social media. Ooh, that's a good one. It is a good one. 30% said that they need their kids to sleep better. I feel this <laughs> so hard in my soul. I feel this one. Are we still struggling with, with Watson and his sleep? So yeah, it's not perfect. We're doing better. We're doing much better. Um, he's just not a great sleeper. He, yeah. it doesn't matter what time he goes to bed. He will wake up at six 30, no matter what. And I know six 30 for Amanda. She's like, well, that's sleeping in is not over here. Yeah. With me, I'll play with them. <laughs> I, I wake up at seven usually, unless he wakes me up at six 30, which so it's usually six 30. I would like to sleep into like seven 30. Maybe mm-hmm. that would be nice. Eight would be glorious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be like a nine, 10 o'clocker. So like, this is, this is hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 23% said that they would like a more flexible job. So they would like to try to find a different job. 22% yeah. said that they need to learn to say no which hello, that's my life over here. That's a good one. And 22% said that they would like their kids to do more chores. So some of this stuff is controllable, right? Like, yes, you want your kids to do more chores, teach them how to do that and enforce that. Mm -hmm. Seems, I mean, seems simple enough. I I, I know that for some of us for chores. Yes. I have a plan. I know that Watson is only two, but I have a plan. So I bought this board. It's like a schedule board kind of thing. And you put like little smiley faces for each day of the week that they complete a certain task. Mm -hmm. And I'm buying him like cleaning toys Mm -hmm. to make it like little brooms and vacuums Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So he's like doing it right alongside of me. This weekend, we went to a birthday party and there was one of those, he has one too, but one of those play um, lawnmowers. Mm -hmm. And he was literally going up and down their yard in (laughs) complete perfect lines, because of course he would going up and down their yard. (laughs) My friends are like, 
Is he cutting the grass? Is he seriously pretending to cut the grass right now? <laughs> yeah, he is. Those are such important lessons. Yes. I know this isn't on parenting, but those are the things kids learn by doing mm-hmm. or watching. And mm-hmm. I can't speak to making Owen do anything, but we know, we know, but <laughs> he was by my side all the time when I was doing things. For sure. He totally knows how to do the things. Um, so I think it's so important that they see and learn to do life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of this is just implementing. So teaching your kids how to unload and load the dishwasher to get that task off your list or teaching them how to switch out laundry. Um, I mean, really, if you look at this entire list, so finding more me times, healthier meals, delegating tasks, taking control of your finances, comparing yourself less, get, getting your kids to sleep better, I guess is a harder one. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a more flexible job, that might be a harder one too. Learning to say no, kids doing more chores. All of those are completely controllable. They're all controllable. You just have to make the time to figure out how to do it. And that's like probably anything, the hardest part. Though. Yeah, gosh, that it's like anything coming up with the, the plan, mm-hmm. is the hardest part or implement, not for me, implementing. Yes. <laughs> it's actually part. doing the task. I can come up with, you guys know me. I can come up with plans all day. Let's yeah. do it. You guys want to come up with a task. You guys want to come up with a plan, bring it on. I will have a two hour conversation with you about it. You want to talk <laughs> about implementing it? I'm not your guy. And your guy. I, I was in clubhouse this morning. <laughs> I wasn't doing like the mod. I was just mm-hmm. doing like it was a podcast as I've committed to now. Um, yes. And some of the conversation was exactly on vacation time. And they were mentioning that some employers are actually writing up their employees for not taking their personal time. What? And I was like, wow. And Why? the person who was talking about that was saying, I don't know that that's the right approach. I think the better approach is to sit them down and go, why are you not taking this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is the problem? And not some companies don't have the time to figure it out. If you have 500 employees, you just make a policy. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get rid of, if you don't take it, it's there to use stop. Like, and yep. the thing is it, they need to know either you're taking it or you're not taking it. So they can plan out their year and what payroll looks like, right? Hours and stuff. That they probably have placements. So I can, from a big picture standpoint, I can see the necessity behind implementing a policy such as that, especially coming mm-hmm. out of the year that we've come out of. Um, but I also thought that conversation would be worth having with employees when it's able to go, why aren't people taking it? You know what? The only thing that I really, cause like I said, I never had PTO time. This wasn't something. So the only thing I can really compare it to is what my mom went through. So my mom retired from Ford. She worked for Ford for a kajillion years. And, um, when they, so she had obviously paid vacation time. I have no idea how much time she was offered two sure. weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I have no clue. But when, um, they were in heavy, most of the time for most of her 30 some years there, they were in very heavy overtime mode. My mom, i we've talked about this before. My mom is fantastic with money. My mom is a definite workaholic. She just liked to work and make money. That's her thing. And so she would work 10, 12 hours a day, seven days a week, six days a week. And for her taking a personal day meant she was only going to get paid eight hours when if she worked, she would get paid 10 or she would get paid 12. So she was like, why would I take the vacation day during a phase like this when I can take it later and it, Mm -hmm. it would be, you know, an even switch. That's fair. I think also we have to consider the fact, at least where I came from a lot of the time, um, we did a PTO bid. 
And so it went by seniority one year, a couple of years, they did seniority and your performance combined like 50, 50, and you had to bid for your time off based on how long you'd been there. So if you were the highest senior calendar, okay. For like, so that way only so many people could take off from this time to this time because right. I see. I see. So, so we did bids and, and we would have to figure out, okay, I have, and they were very generous with PTO. I think I came in with two weeks time. Okay. And by, the, by the time I left 10 years later, I had four and a half weeks of vacation. Wow. Um, but if you had bet, there were people who had five or six weeks of vacation because they'd been there for 30 years. So by the time it got down to me, when I would, had only been there for a year, let's say I could take off a random Tuesday, yeah, random Thursday. I wasn't getting like a Friday and a Monday. I wasn't getting the 4th of July. I wasn't getting the week of Christmas. I was getting total nonsense. And at that point, like, why is it worth it? Why, why do I want to take off Tuesday, September 4th? I don't. So when it would come around, I would cancel my vacation because I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's- sure which a lot shows, of people would do that. Yeah. So maybe th- those are some of the reasons why people aren't, aren't taking it. And that's where asking the employees those questions, because maybe the system is broken to some degree. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I know for, um, a specific job that I worked at for a long, long time, we were so severely understaffed yeah. because the company was just telling us, you don't need more people, blah, 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 all of that, that the people who did have um, PTO, they felt like they couldn't take it because it, we just quite literally would not have survived the day without their presence being there. Yeah. It's, it's just a shame. It is a shame. And I feel like there's a lot of, um, companies and a lot of countries who are considering like four day work weeks now. Mm. And I, I think there's something to be said about that. I think this last year showed how productive people can be. I agree. And so I, I feel like obviously it doesn't necessarily affect us. Actually, it might only make us work even more. Probably yeah. people are going to be home more. Um, but I, I think it's, it's, we're at a pivotal time in history that I think things are going to start to change maybe a little bit. Well, I think about that too. That's really interesting. I didn't know that, but if, if people have a three-day weekend, I think at least for a while, I think eventually if this continues, that will sort of wear off. Mm-hmm. but people will be excited about it. Monday won't be so hard for people yeah. to go back to work. And I think productivity will go up. I yeah. think, you know, uh, mental health will, will be on a rise because all of that kind of takes into effect. Like if you look at people's, um, you know, mental health, like if you look at their moods on a Monday versus a Friday, it's a completely different situation. So if you know that you just have a quote unquote short work week, absolutely, it would be, people would be so much more productive. I guarantee it. They would probably get more accomplished in four days than they would in five. Absolutely. So I, we were, I was just also talking in clubhouse <laughs> and I think I'm going to say it's, it's Parkin, Parkinson's theory. I think I'm saying this correctly, where basically if you have two hours to clean the house, you're going to clean it in two hours. Oh, Alice, can you look up Parkinson's theory? 
Um, but anyway, so it, where if you have 30 minutes to clean the house, you're going to get it done in 30 minutes. And so I feel like that goes into the four day work week that if you only have four days to complete what you would have completed in five, you're going to get it done. So Alice wrote back, she said it's called Parkinson's law. Law. Oh, I'm sorry. I was close. That's 50%. Um, (laughs) And it's, it's the adage that work expands. So as to fill the time available for its completion. So I have this little handy dandy cube here. Yeah. What is that? So this goes based off of the Pomodoro technique which is kind of, it goes along the same thing. You give yourself, you, you come up with whatever task you need to complete and you give yourself a certain amount of time to really focus on it and do nothing else. No answering calls, no checking emails, whether it's 10 minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, or you could create your own amount of time. Okay. It sets the timer underneath, <gasps> you set it up and it will go off in 30 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes. It's fantastic. I've seen this on TikTok where people will give themselves 15 minutes to clean their kitchen at night. And then what's done is done. Yep. And you move on to the next thing. I guarantee you more got done in that 15 minutes than would have gotten done if you didn't make it. They'll They'll do time lapse videos, Amanda, of like the trashiest, not trashiest, messiest kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they have 15 minutes and it's sparkling at the end. Because you think about Sorry, go ahead, Amanda. No, I was just, I was just saying, isn't that crazy? Like it just is mind boggling to me. It really is. Like you think of a super daunting task. Like I hate dishes. Dishes are hands down my least favorite activity. And it's something I dread and dread and dread and dread and let them pile up and pile up and pile up. Yet if I were to do something like this and get it down, it would take five minutes or less to do them Mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah. You just, you don't realize how much you can actually get done when you are 100% like focused. Focused. Well, and this goes back to, I think I've said this a thousand times, maybe not on here, but certainly to you guys, I just want like a, a, a cleaning schedule to tell me on Mondays, this is what I do on Tuesdays. I do this on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I do this. So that way I'm not doing an entire house clean on every Tuesday. weekend. or every weekend. Right. On Mondays, I just know that Mondays are the days that I am going to do a deep clean on my bathrooms. And I know that Tuesday is the, I'm making it up because let's be honest. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And Tuesdays are going to be the days that I focus solely on vacuuming every single room in the house. And then of course, like I'm going to have to unload and load the dishwasher every day. I might have to do a load of laundry every day, Mm -hmm. but there's something to be done every single day. And then once it's done, it would take five minutes Yep, and it's done. You know, I used to be very good about this. I was very diligent at my cleaning schedule. And then Watson came along, kind of threw a wrench in the system, took me a little bit of time. I refigured it out. And then I moved three times in a year and I haven't quite found my groove yet. (laughs) So eventually we'll get back to it. Well, and the thing is, have you ever timed yourself like emptying the dishwasher? Nope. It's stupid how quick it is. I'm, you know, everything has a home. Everything really has a home. You're just short of having to maybe dry something a little extra because it didn't quite dry the way it should have. It literally is like two minutes and I'm going, oh my gosh, why is it sitting there full ready to be unloaded? Like mine is currently sitting full ready to be unloaded. Well, and Remember when I guys, I sent you guys that message saying when I got home from work that day that I was like really, really tired and Owen had emptied the dishwasher for me. Can we just like reflect on that again? Because that was 
delegating tasks, kids do more I chores. Didn't, Boom. I didn't have to ask. Well, but even better, even so better. Sweet. And so I have though, to beg my kids every morning. <laughs> Not really, but they do know it's their job. It just, it was, it was just so sweet. That is sweet. It made me cry. It really made me cry because I had a really busy day that day. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear what your busy is because of your work-life balance and how good you are at it. Like, what do you consider a busy day? And there's no right or wrong answer. Oh. Busy is busy is busy is busy. It just, you know, everyone has okay. been. So this is the thing. I can grind really hard when I have, yeah, right? And so part of my secret is I am an early riser. Always have been. I'm not judging anyone who is a late nighter. I'm just not that. Where a lot of people can do what I do in the morning and the evenings where I wake up and I'm, I'm doing my emails, everything that I need to do and no one's distracting me. So what might mm-hmm. take someone else two, three or four hours to do, I can knock out in an hour. Because mm-hmm. I'm undisturbed. I let out the dogs. I make my coffee. I get them fed. And I sit down. And my head is in my computer, like, doing my my real estate work mm-hmm. at that time. And so it traditionally would have taken me much longer. So it's just that I expedite what I'm doing because of when I'm doing it, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's, that's like really the secret to getting everything that I need to do. And then all I'm taking is like calls and stuff throughout the day, which yeah. I can do other things where I'm talking on the phone. Best thing was it, I don't have anything fancy, but the best thing ever was when I went on clubhouse, <laughs> I started using my headphones. Mm-hmm. And it took that to allow me to use my headphones and other people have cool headpieces or their thingamabobs, AirPods or whatever, but <laughs> those things, those things, those air things. And so if I can actually talk on the phone, why this is in my head and actually doing other things as, as opposed to holding that to my ear, that was life-changing for me too. So now I can get even more done when I'm doing stuff like that. So, um, you would think I work really hard and I do, but you I do. also, because I work so efficiently, it allows me for some extra time to, to like do podcasting or have a cup of coffee with people or bother my child. I think that's part of my problem is first of all, I think things take up a lot of, sorry, my husband is making very loud noises in case anybody heard that. Um, I I think one of my biggest issues is things take up a lot of mental clutter for me. So like, if I know I have to do this and this and this and clean this and this and this and call this and this and this person, it like weighs on me a lot, which is why I'm a big, you know, advocate of lists and stuff. But I also don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I'm so efficient at my time. And then I go through really long phases where I just, I just let it kind of bog me down. Like the, the weight of everything just sort of crushes down on me. And it's so hard to like climb up out of that. Well, and I feel like for me, what I I've done in our sweet, sweet, amazing, amazing friend, Joe mm-hmm. taught me kind of how to, I was naturally good at work-life balance, but I think he gave me the confidence to be like, I'm entitled to this. Yes. Yeah. And so I'll forever, forever be grateful for Joe. I mean, what's not to be, he's just amazing. And he he's just had amazing. a birthday. Yes, he did just have a birthday. Oh, see, I missed it because I was on vacation. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Son of a belated. Um, but we we just adore him. And he was very good at saying, like, there's no reason you can't do make calls between nine and ten. 
mm-hmm. and then make calls between three and four. Like, yep. why do you have to necessarily like take calls and answer texts all day long? You just can't because then you can never get anything done. And I'm not that extreme. Yeah. But like, I'll, I'll make sure I make all my calls starting at, I know my clients typically and the agents, like typically I can start at eight because I know that they're, they're also mm-hmm. early risers as well. This is why I don't work for your brokerage. You're not <laughs> and I don't, I don't <laughs> my Facebook message you at five, but that's a whole different ding. <laughs> but I don't start my calls until nine. Nine is the earliest. Nine I'll is do. what I call to. Well, and to, a lot of times, like my clients are reaching out to me at that time too. So it's just, I'm just again, like we, we have a really, it's just a good fit. Um, and then I usually around noon, we'll take a break knock out things. And that's not to say I won't take a call if I can take a call. Oh, for sure. But if I'm knee deep into something else that requires my importance or my attention, I allow myself that permission. And I, I struggle with that. It's funny because at literally, as we sat down today to record, I got a call from someone who I've been waiting for his call. Naturally. And I, didn't tell you guys, hang on a second, I have to take this. I let him go to voicemail and I sent him a message that said, I'm in a meeting until 2.30 and I'll call you as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? And Bridget's over here like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the time like. I and look him. at me, stable as a table. My mom. I know, you're so good at it. I, it's, <laughs> it's, this is definitely something that I'm glad we're talking about because I need. I need to work on this for my mental sanity. Having a two-year-old is very hard, very, yes. very, very hard. Both of us, both me and Brandon doing the same thing, both working from home, both move. Literally, we've moved three times in a year. That is not an exaggeration for anybody wow. who does not know that. Wow. We moved in November, October. We moved in October for the first time. And then again in January and then... I don't know what, so it's July. We moved in the end of last month. No, that would have just been a couple of days ago. So like the end of May, I don't know, but I don't know. We still aren't unpacked. It's just not for over a year. Let's just call it. It's been so hard. Like I have a stack of things just piled up next to me, a stack of things over here in boxes that need to find a home somewhere in this office. And it's so hard. Like I'm a big guilty, guilty feeling person. I have felt guilt my whole life about everything. This is what I do. This is like one of my like five main emotions that I have in my life is guilt. And, you know, when I'm playing with Watson, I feel guilty that I'm not working. When I'm working, I feel guilty that I'm not playing with Watson or that I'm not unpacking or getting things organized at home. Like there's always something for me to like constantly pull me like the, the me time, the more me time. What's that? I don't have that. Which we've done episodes on the importance of that. We have. And you know, for me, I always think, I always think, well, I can, my me time is at 930 when my kids are in bed and my husband's sleeping in the chair. That's my me time. But really like, is that fair to do to myself? Like you can, you can have me time, which is reading a book or playing on your phone or whatever. And while you're trying not to fall asleep, like. Right. So you've made your me time leftover time. A hundred percent. And that's not intentional time for you. That's like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that you time. I call that relaxing time and resetting because you're winding down from a day. That's not you time. I mean, at the, at the oh. same token, I should say that 
for some people, my, my day, some of my days might look like it's all me time. I'm, I'm swimming with my neighbors and our families, or I'm, I'm getting my nails done, which I don't really do anymore, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say that personally, I probably have more quote unquote me time than say my husband does Mm -hmm. because he works a traditional job. I, I think, I think, um, we have to consider that as well. Like the, the, it's not just work life as in my life, it's work and family balance, mm-hmm. because I should also be making time for my husband to have time to do what he wants to do. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, when she stepped away from Fox news, mm-hmm. that name sounds familiar, but I can't, she was on the view for a long time. And then she also was on survivor. She's oh, very- she was the little blonde, right? Yeah. yeah. And when she stepped away from Fox News, um, of course, there's always stuff behind the scenes that led up to people's decisions that you don't necessarily talk about, right? But her statement that she said just was so, like, I love the way she said it. She's like, I, it's time for me to give my family the best of me, not the rest of me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so, so powerful because I think so many people give their family the rest of them as opposed to the best of them. And really the priority should be flipped. And I think that is such a powerful statement. And the thing is, if you say this is your priority, A, B, and C are your priorities and everything you're doing doesn't actually make it appear that those are your priorities, then are they really your priorities? You're lying to yourself. Yeah. To make yourself feel better. And if you want to, then you really need to reset and really be unforgiving about those priorities not coming second. And I'm not saying there's not the occasional thing you have to miss or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's, it's, it would be unrealistic to think that you're always going to be able to be present for your family hundred percent of the time. That's not what I'm saying. But the majority of the time, if you're saying that your family is your priority, but all of your actions are speaking otherwise, then that's a problem. Yeah. And I think something about the me time thing too, is I think it depends on how you want to spend your me time. So like an outsider looking in may say to me, oh, you have plenty of enough me time when your son goes to bed and you sit there zoning out in front of the TV. And I totally do that. I just need to decompress. And I don't, I think I need to find better ways. And the sad part is, is I know the better ways. I know what makes me feel better. It's just hard to kind of get that kind of momentum of getting up and journaling, doing yoga, you know, having some tea while you're reading a book, all of those things is I feel like that would be the me time that I would prefer to do as opposed to just like zoning out. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's important that if you set up the expectation that helps with the priorities and the balance as well. Um, It's very, I speak very openly about, you know, Tuesdays are podcasting time between Mm -hmm. this time and this time that if anyone reaches out to me during this time, I'm not going to be able to pick up. Like I just, I throw it all out there. So people understand that it's not that I'm avoiding them. It's just, I have other things at that time. And to me, my me time is doing this podcast I do. is doing other things. So for me, like I, I'm not unforgiving that I love to do this and daggone it. 1230 on Tuesdays. I'm here. (laughs) My, my problem is I'm the same way. I have it blocked out and very rarely have we ever had to, to shift. I think we've been almost, this is episode 
40, 40 something. yeah, something, 41. something. And I think we've moved our recording date one time, maybe twice. Did we actually yeah. move it or did we just shift the time? Shift. I shift. feel like it was, and it was, yeah. that's, that's, that's reasonable shift. Yep. Yeah. I right? mean, I recorded while I had COVID. Still feel sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> two, two episodes. Our two. bad. No, Our I bad. thought you, I thought you took the, we did tell you to take one off. And we did use an emergency. So maybe you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. That's fair. No. And Oops, that, that... I do remember you um, ending like after we ended, she was like, I really need to go lay down. <laughs> I felt so bad. That was a mistake. <laughs> Sorry about I'm that. I'm just joking. No, but the whole, the only reason I even brought that up is because you're right. Like I have been able to successfully set this boundary mm-hmm. that Tuesdays between 1230 and 2.30 that's it. Yep. But ask me to set another one. And yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's, but we set up the expectation of like, this is what we need for this. This is the commit that we commitment that we can all contribute and mm-hmm. we show up and it's, I think we're getting wiser and that making Bridget do the COVID um, one, it, it helped us business plan a little bit differently for our podcast that now Truly. we have emergency ones and backup yeah. ones and we're, we're ahead. So it really yes. allowed us to take a bigger look at our podcast and, and, and now we're really excited about some, um, move, you know, moves and shifts that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. that will allow us some even more flexibility, which I'm super excited for. Right. And the boys are super excited for it too. (laughs) I'm sure they are. And it's kind of like doubling down. Like when I wake up early, I can double down because Mm -hmm. of what I've set up for that morning. And we're just doing that, but within our timeframe during our normal Tuesdays. And so I'm super excited about that ourselves. It makes you go, why didn't we do that from the beginning? I I don't, honestly, I don't know, but we're, you know, we're just, we were learning. We didn't know how this was going to go. We just had to kind of create our own landscape. One thing I wanted to tag onto that too, is for me personally, I think it's easier for me to set that boundary of Tuesdays. It's this time to this time, like can't be bothered between that is because of you guys. It's that added accountability that I need. If this was just a one man show, if I was just here by myself doing a podcast, I would skip all of the time. Yep. Cause me it's too. so easy for me to let myself down. I, I, I 100% I need, agree. I need this. I need you guys there Agreed. telling me, no, we're doing this. So I, it would and, be different if it was just one other person. I think the fact that there's three of us, I, I agree. Yeah. And especially if you know, if it was me, <laughs> I was just about to say that if this was me and you, this would be done. <laughs> We would have had two episodes. Um, the first one would have been great. And then the second one, we'd be like, you guys, you know what? It turns out we just don't have time for this. <laughs> we needed an Amanda in our life to keep us on track. Yes. And even Amanda, when I was on vacation and you had posted a comment on one of the pictures, like I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember what it said. I love seeing these pictures or something like that. I knew what you meant was, I love that you're on vacation with your family mm-hmm. spending that time. So yep. I always, yeah. you're right. It is the fact that we're held accountable to other people to make this time a priority. Mm-hmm. But why is it that I feel like you guys are holding me accountable to set Tuesdays aside, but when it comes to disappointing other people, I'm like, it's okay. My husband will, my husband will take the kids to karate and it's totally going to be okay. Your family is an extension of you. 
100%. I will let Brandon down all day, every day, just like I'll let myself down. It's just the nature of the beast. And that goes to that saying though, like, why do we give the world the best of us and give the ones we love and treasure the most, the rest of us? It doesn't make sense. So I encourage everyone to really just analyze their priorities and really make small changes to move you in the direction to really like support them being your priorities. Mm-hmm. You, can't you know, they're your priorities and not act like it. It's kind of what we talked about on the last episode too, when um, I think Amanda, you brought it up of, yeah, it was um, choose your heart. <laughs> choose your heart. Yeah. I really, really, really like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, having, you know, no social life is hard and having, you know, no work-life balance is hard, but having, you know, too much swing the other way, you know, and not working enough is hard. Like you just have to find what your heart is and figure out what's really most important to you. I I think that's fair. And I think that there's, um, middle ground to be covered somewhere, right? Like Amanda, you're okay with having exactly what you need to survive. Mm -hmm. And that is wonderful. And I am not, I'm constantly like, there's more, there's more, there's more. And I, I need to be able to find the middle. And I think we've always discussed too, like I, I should be, and I feel like I need to be a little bit, not so laid back about it. Mm, but I really good. can't quite get past like, eh, I'm alive today. I might be dead tomorrow. <laughs> I'd rather live today very well and then worry about the future because we're not guaranteed a future. I think I was just raised so different than that. Like that's, I, I'm, I think about the past quite a bit because I like, you know, I'm always like, Oh, I should have said that. Like I'm one of those type of people, but I'm, I'm such a future thinker and I'm such a worrier and I'm such a planner. And I think for, at least as far as work goes. So my mom is a big workaholic. My grandma was a big workaholic, but they both were in situations where they found themselves alone Mm -hmm. and not super financially stable. So like, they were like, never happening again. And they've both kind of like instilled that in me. And I think that's why like, it's also, you know, American culture, I guess, is more is more. So like you work to make more money, to buy more things, to make more, to work more, to buy more. Like, it's like a constant struggle. So I think working, I don't know, working all of the time for me is just a comfort level at this point. Yeah. I mean, like I overeat because it's comforter, comfortable. <laughs> like I just, Same. I mean, again, choose your hard, choose yeah. your hard. And I mean, my day to day doesn't feel hard. You know, I, I, the future looks hard, but I'm a hard worker. And even I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to have idle hands regardless. And I think there's a little bit of a piece that comes to me knowing like, even if I was financially secure, I would mm-hmm. probably work until I died anyway. So there's, there's that. That's fair. You are a very busy type of person. I don't know if that I've ever known you to just chill, but that is kind of my chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You find like tranquility in mm-hmm. creating and yes. in projects yes. in creating yeah. All of that painting. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to show you guys what I made. 
I'm like, I need to read a book and do yoga because my brain is too busy all the time. Yeah, that's my thing too. My brain is always going. And so sometimes I need to just sit down and mm-hmm. zone out. That's been my TV lately. It's a terrible thing, but I just zone out because I don't have to think about the millions of other things. I can just focus. That's why I fall asleep watching friends. There you go. I um. that's why I stay busy because if I let my mind turn idle too, it goes into places that it shouldn't, it has no Mm -hmm. business, like get out of here brain. So that's where I I try to keep my mind and hands busy. And there's, I've talked about like the sound of silence is deafening to me. Like it's so hard for me to have silence. And so I always have some sort of conversation going, music going, the TV going, because I cannot be alone in my own thoughts. I, I do worry a lot. And so I intentionally keep my brain busy. So I, don't worry as much. That's fair. Yeah. I do the same thing. Where you yoga it. I try. I try so hard. And I go, I go in waves with it. And right now oh, I am not cool. in the wave with it. And I need to be <laughs> like, I love meditating and I feel fantastic when I do it consistently. So why don't I do it consistently? But you know, know. this is what I do. So I don't meditate, but I'll go on my deck and sit out there in the morning and just drink my coffee mm. and you know. Like it's not meditating, but it is it? Maybe it is. This new house that we have has a, um, like a private deck off of the master. And that's going to be, it hasn't, we haven't, we haven't done anything here, but that's going to be, we just bought chairs yesterday. And once those get delivered, I'm going to put those up there. And we <laughs> sounds so extra. This sounds so crazy. So we have, we have a Keurig, our very old Keurig that we've had for, I don't even know, 10 years. Not really, uh, but we've had a curate for a very long time. And last year we bought an espresso machine. And so we're moving the Keurig upstairs and I have a second electric tea kettle that I'm moving upstairs so I can like have my coffee, have my tea, and we can sit out on the, the little deck up there and just Oh, that's so bad. You know what? After the year that you've had last year, you deserve that electric it. tea kettle and that Keurig up there and those chairs. Yep. I think, yes, you chair it up, girl. Be extra. I need it. There ain't nothing wrong with being extra. I mean, you know, I hate, I hate that. that though, because I don't want to be <laughs> extra. Like my bookshelves will not let you know this at all, but like, I so desperately would like to be a minimalist. Like this is my ultimate goal in life. And I also bought a second yoga mat because I am also a little bit of a germaphobe and I want to do yoga out on that deck, but I can't use the same yoga mat that I'm going to use inside on my carpet. So I had to buy a second yoga mat for an outside yoga mat, but I'm pumped about that too. Hey, I don't wear my shoes inside for the very reasons. (laughs) Take them off. Mm -hmm. I, um, oh, it grosses me out when people wear their shoes in their house. I'm like, Ugh. We did this. We did this until we had Watson and we what? started to change things around. Yeah. You were inside shoe wearers? We inside you think you know wearers. somebody. <laughs> I know. As I just said that I was a germaphobe, right? Yeah. That's like, oh, heck no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice, if you can put in the show notes um, that Danielle revealed <laughs> a truth bomb at the end of this episode. The that reveal. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this. I know it's so bad. So I we have you, not done it here. I knew you, you at plan. that time. <laughs> yep. yep, this is true. This is true. Oh my gosh! Until watching, I was in your house. 
at that time with your walking around off. in nice socks. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think you came over until Watson was born. I don't think and so. so we had had everything redone. Everything was good. I wasn't going to let my baby crawl around on nasty floors. But to me, okay, here's, here's my issue. To me, I have dogs. And I, we, I put the dogs out of like, I know where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. No, and I think about that once in a while too. I'll let them in. And I'm like, well, you were just walking around and mm -hmm. God knows what, but your yard stuff. I know that's the biggest sure. difference. Not parking lots where people have peed and puked and. What kind of parking lots do you hang out in? Cool. Listen, I've seen someone pee in a parking lot before, and I've seen several people puke in one. And can't say I haven't puked in one because I get car sick. So there's not, <laughs> <laughs> there's not even a fun story to it. It's just I got car sick. Car sick. <laughs> I don't think I've ever puked in a in a parking lot. That's well, never happened. I have, I have several bags in my center console just in case. Oh, yeah. uh, even when you drive, or is it just when somebody else drives? Even when I drive. Wow. You need some Dramamine on like tap. Right. Have you tried those wristbands with like the acupuncture? It does nothing. Mm. It's just mm. such a severe case. Um, and honestly, when I was pregnant, like it was the best that it ever had been. It's so weird. Really? Yeah. Like my pregnancy, like really like caused my body to act right. <laughs> You've said that before. That's really oh, interesting. Weird. Yeah. It's, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. But Dramamine is my friend. Um, mm. But if I don't take two. Like it ain't cutting it. It's not even taking the edge off, which then makes me very drowsy because medicine and me just isn't always like a good combination mm. together. So it's complicated, but that's why I have bags in my center council regardless and why I've peaked at a parking lot before. Wow. That oh, sucks. Where's that? <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of bad moms in business if we didn't go on a complete tangent <laughs> about something that has nothing to do with what we discussed. It's true. That's right. So to sum up, Work-life balance is important and we should all work on it. Absolutely. Yeah. At your stats show that we should all work on mm -hmm. it. Nobody's got it figured out. Nope. Amanda's pretty close though. 3% of the population apparently has it figured out according to that Harvard study. Yeah. You know, you know, for, for Amanda, for as much as you have this figured out and then you still feel guilt from time to time too. That's I'm like, is it I even 97%? Like who are these 3%? That's because Bridget would laugh at me for the guilt I felt. Like it's nonsense. I did laugh at you. Yes. It's nonsense guilt. But I think every good mom has some sense of guilt. And I know I show up daily. Like I know that for a fact. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. physically here showing up. So it's silly and nonsense to think that I have guilt, but I just think it's just what moms do. So 97 seems extremely high. And I'm honestly surprised it's not higher. I know, right? Let's find one of these 3% non-guilty feeling moms. Let's talk to her. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I love it. I have a B, you guys. Oh, Ooh. let's do it. Be balanced. Oh, be balanced. I love it. I got like my crystals back there and stuff. I'm all about it. Is that a good B? That's good. That's yeah. a good B. That's that candle one. right where my hands right there actually says, balance on it so i like it so it's really hard doing this like you just did like it is. You have to like find it like it's like where's the where's the s <laughs> like it's not easy <laughs> i like it i like it. Be balanced. episode i think hopefully people will take away that 
they should at least analyze their their work-life balance Mm -hmm. and if they're happy with it they're happy with it but if they feel like it's it's a little heavy in one area that they're not happy with there are definitely some things that you can do to start shifting the balance a little bit closer to where you want it to be yeah 100 let us know where you fall on the spectrum let us know if you have any cool tips that weren't already mentioned to kind of help create that balance and And if you need anyone to smack it out of you that you deserve work-life balance, come to Mama Amanda. I got you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And if you want someone who will enable you, um, come see myself or Danielle. Yeah. That's what we do here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it work. (laughs) If you need help creating a plan for anything, I'm your guy for that. But just don't ask her to help you implement it. Mm-mm. We need to find somebody else for that. There you go. We're at full service. <laughs> Not to brag or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we are the complete package. Is yeah. what, is what they we work. That's why we work. Uh, well, any final, final, final thoughts, ladies, before we close this episode down? Be balanced. Be, be balanced, people. I love it. Well, we will see you next week for another Bed Moms and Business. Bye. Bye, guys.